Well, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, you're listening to Off Topic with Annette. And today we decided that we were going to do a little something. Well, I decided that I was going to ask some friends of mine who go by the name of The Purpose. The Purpose. The Purpose. <laughs> and with that being said, the reason why the, I, I'm, we're going to ask Chris, first of all, because she came up with the name The Purpose. So I was wondering if Chris would explain to us why she came up with the name The Purpose. Um, but since she's not connected to us right now, we're going to get back to that. And how's everybody doing today? Quarantined. <laughs> Quarantined. <laughs> facts. True facts. Um, um, well, I would like to say, well, I thank you for joining our podcast and I thank you for being a part of it. So today we were going to uh, talk about something um, that we all know about. Um, and because we are varying in age group uh, from the past, Keenan, Vernon, and Takira. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris will join us later, but when she joins in, we can um, ask her these following questions as well. But since we're varying in ages and we've all grown up in um, different parts of points of our lives and we all have different experiences, I was thinking about different topics to have. And one of the topics I came up with is the African-American culture. And the reason I came up with this topic is because I was on Instagram um, a couple days ago and the actor Christian Keys made a post. And the post in which he made, basically he was giving props to African-American women saying that they were heroes, that we were heroes, and that, you know, we do so many different things and we just vary across the board. So someone chimed in and said that all women are heroes. Now, Hmm. his point to that was, yes, that is true. All women are heroes uh, in, in the different realm of women. But his point was giving African-American women props. So my, my question to you all, Nakeen, and I will start this off with you. Um, why do you think in the African-American culture, or based, no, I, I'll take that back. Why do you think in, in um, the culture of human beings, do people of different races have a problem when they hear uh, something positive about African-American people? Um, and we can go as far as Black Lives Matter when someone says all lives matter. So in your point of view, why do you seem to think that that is a situation when people tend to want to um, take away the positivity positivity for African-American people, period? Uh, um, I think it's more, it's it's a situation where that's what America is used to. Um, mm. And that goes back from slavery, stealing us from Africa, all that. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's just a form of oppression uh, because we, are, we were taught to not be proud of who we are. And now I feel like in the, the, the last couple of years, it's been more prevalent that Blacks are coming forward and being proud of who they are. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's more of a tactic to scare us back to what they taught us to you know, believe in. Uh, mm feel and you know all that other stuff so I think I think it's just more of a 
a, a situation to keep us down because they know how powerful black people can be if they come mm. together. Agree. So mm. Takira, from your aspect and um, and you and I being the only two film uh two females on the cast at the moment and we're waiting for Chris. Um, excuse me. Excuse me. Chris. Hello. I'm here. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. I, well, I apologize, Chris. I did not know that you have joined us. I was waiting for <laughs> So Chris has finally joined us and Chris, I don't know if you heard the question or not, but, but for us three being on here, what do you as women think that the reason is that there's a lot of cultural appropriation, especially when it comes to women um, as far as fashion and the way uh, our bodies are, the way our, our, we carry ourselves. There's a lot of pro- uh, cultural appropriation with that, especially towards women, um, African-American women. So, Takira, what do you think about that situation? Um, I'm, I definitely will agree with um on it's just generation after generation that has been passed down it's always been a certain way especially us black women are looked at we are either very rude and ratchet so called ignorant don't know how to speak or we're one of those that's trying to be like another culture another race or too uppity you know it's always been that forever so I'm, I agree with Keenan with that it's, it's just something that I think like he said we're too strong and powerful for society if we all get together. So they want to keep us separated. They want to keep the drama between each other. They want us to kill it off each other. You know, so I basically agree with what he's saying. It's it's always just going to be that variety that's always going to be around going with black people and black women, especially us. We like the biggest I would not say race, but sex that's, you know, beat down verbally, physically. We have to be a certain way. We have to be a, we have to look a certain way. We have to carry ourselves a certain mm-hmm. way. Other than other, other women in other cultures, I would say, yes, black women are definitely ones that have high standards or so have to be seen a certain way, viewed a certain way yeah. when it comes to things like that. Yes. Uh, let me just, can I have time in real quick? Can I sure. just piggyback? Um, like Beyonce said, and lemon on the Lemonade album, the most disrespected yeah. race on this planet yes. is the African American woman. Yes, yes, absolutely, yes. absolutely. Um, Chris, how do you feel about the situation? Um, I feel like, um, like everybody said, like you know, just coming from back in the day, how you know we're just looked at. We're supposed to keep our mouth shut, you know what I mean, stuff like mm-hmm. that. As, you know, as women, you know what I mean, and do what the man say or whatever Mm -hmm. and we and you know just us as people we speak our minds so people don't want to hear that all the time you know what I mean they don't want to they don't want to hear what we got to say like um Kira said you know what I mean we've been too rowdy ratchet or whatever we just very passionate about what we feel about certain things and we speak our mind on it and we don't give a fuck what a person thinks because for me you don't have to like me at all you don't have to say nothing to me but I'm, I'm gonna continue to be myself, and I ain't gonna pay you no attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But you will respect me. And you, there you go. You took the words right out my mouth. And you just being like, me. and then being like a, a gay woman or whatever. You know, what I mean, people. You know, they look at you a certain kind of way. And like I said, you don't have to say nothing to me. I let you know how I am uh, yeah. up front. If you call you gay? me <laughs> as a motherfucker, but uh, <laughs> you know, I just, I just be myself. And then you know, a lot of people they. 
they 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 attract to me. You know, I mean, you know, not attracted to me like that, but I mean, just as me as a person because I'm just myself. I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to be like nobody else. I'm not trying to talk like nobody else or anything like that. I'm just doing Chris, and that's just who I am. And if you don't like it, you don't have to say nothing to me. When I went to job court, right, real quick. When I went to mm-hmm. job court, you know, I went in there and. I might. I don't know if I was the only gay person at the table or not. I don't know, but we was like introducing ourselves, or whatever. And I was like, "Yes, I'm Chris. You know, I'm gay. Y'all ain't got to talk about me. If you don't like me, you ain't got to say nothing to me." Everybody loved me. Right. Because sometimes people, I, 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 I don't know how to be different. People, yes, I think sometimes people don't don't appreciate people who are genuine. Yeah. You say you you say you want genuine people. You say you want authentic people. You say you want people who want honey. But then when people give you the genuine, mm. and when people give you the one hundred, mm. you want it you you want it to levels in which you can you can control. That's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. And I think if people really accept you for who you are and how you are, especially in the African American culture, I really believe in the black culture that people really mm-hmm. don't want to really know nope. what black people are about. Mm. What they say you like our what they say you like our rhythm, but you don't want our blues. That's, how, yeah. that's basically how it is. You 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 want to appropriate cultural pro- appropriate excuse me our style yep the way our hairstyles you want to appropriate the clothing we wear you want to appropriate the music we play you, you want, want our men hello you want our men you want you want our women our women but 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 you don't really want what we have to offer mm-hmm. and it's like you don't want to accept that the fact that African American people are strong, and African American people have been through some things. Yes. And I'm not, I'm, and you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there like this: you really don't want to struggle. No, black people know how to struggle and survive. Yeah. See, that's the tax. That's what they don't know. You like the glitter, you like the glam, but you don't really want to know what we go through, and you really don't want to deal what we want to go through, and you don't want the struggle that we want. And we do it with a big old smile on our face, and you never know. You'll and never know. You you want that you want that sun that's over the edge of the rainbow. You don't want to travel the rainbow, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's what makes us. I think that's what makes us, or not. I think I know mm-hmm. that's what makes us as a culture so amazing and so strong that we have. I, and I think I'm willing to even challenge that, even with that struggle and even with everything that we have to go through to present to the world the glitz and the glam, mm-hmm. or just beyond the glitz and the glam, like cultural appropriation as as it comes to like our cultural dances as it comes to our cultural um garbs and just like um who women are and just mm-hmm. different things of that nature i i kind of feel like because we are so strong as a people you mean to tell me that we have we have a struggle we have glitz we have glamour we have a process we have a story and we still have cultural appropriation and the main focus happens to be our culture mm-hmm. what happens if we take that culture and combine all those huh. individual powers that we fucking have we would be so and powerful we could overpower <laughs> all of that i think i think what's happening is even with the culture with the cultural appropriation is we aren't necessarily challenging it and checking it collectively we have different Mm -hmm. individuals doing it and we talk about it Mm -hmm. but we have to really come together as a people to really make these things known and like why these things matter to us because like us as a people right now on this podcast we may feel that the cultural appropriation that take place in our world is not okay Mm -hmm. it's disgusting 
on the flip side of that, there are others of us who definitely see that as like, damn, I got a struggle and I still got the gliss and glam. You don't want my struggle, but you still want to be me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, it's, a compliment. It's, de- it's, it's definitely a compliment in certain instances. It's like a gift Absolutely. and a curse. It's kind of like yeah. a gift and a curse at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the thing. And I was watching, because um, that's where a lot of sometimes I will honestly admit my process mm-hmm. come from. Uh, sometimes I'll see things on uh, uh, social media that someone appro- uh, someone posts and it, it gets you to thinking to yourself, you know, I was, and this goes to another part of that, I was watching a post that, well, I didn't watch it. My daughter Leah watched it and she showed it to me of Kim Kardashian trying to do a makeup tutorial in the background was her daughter, a North, and North was getting on her nerves. And the, and, the, and the angst in her face was like, ma'am, you have nannies, you have um, people to help you. There's so many African-American women sure. out there uh, who who doing this thing, and, and now African-American men who doing this thing, and they don't have that that luxury of saying, North, can you leave the nope. bathroom so I can finish my tutorial, my makeup tutorial? Uh-uh, we don't have that luxury. We have to say, can you get your ass out of here so I can go to the bathroom? Can you leave me the hell alone so I can think? We don't have time for the tutorial. Somebody somebody said in the background now, can I get some time alone so I can do this goddamn podcast? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And that's the whole point. It's just like, you, you like, you like what we have to offer. Cause you see, it's so true. You know, you you see that swag. You you see that. You see all that. Oh, you fire. Oh, you this. Oh, you that. But you see what grandmammy three decades ago <laughs> had to yes. go through, centuries ago had to go through to get to us this point. We was getting beat. Okay, <laughs> we weren't getting spanking, and we weren't getting time out. We was getting our ass beat. How it was. Black people was getting ass with anything, beat. with anything. <laughs> Any and everything, and you thought you yes. were still a slave. You were getting your ass beat. Absolutely, and, uh, had to go. Excuse me, go pick your own weapon. Of yes, yes, yes. Keenan, yes. Mm-hmm. And they and they would send you out. Don't get that. Don't get that. You don't get that. Yeah. But the thing about it is, and if it's not the right size switch, oh, you gonna get another one. Go get another one right now. No, it is. Was that? That's what they don't see. They don't see all the mountains we had to climb to get to where we need to go. You know. Uh, Beyonce's family was doing some things mm-hmm. back up in the day, mm-hmm. so it wasn't a situation where she just opened her eyes and came. Beyonce, exactly. and Tina was getting her butt beat, yeah. and Tina's mother was getting her mama beat, her ass beat, and so on and so. Because we have to, our children, unfortunately, have the different struggle every day. Right. Of you walk out that door. You don't know what you, what's going to happen one minute to the mm-hmm. next. Right. You know, you you try to go to school. You got to have fifteen million pieces of paper when you got people out here paying for their kids to go. Hello, hello, hello. But then you also got the kids out here who can't even go to a decent school because it's not in their in their zone. Hmm. 
Exactly. Right. right. Or you had yeah. school, the children like mine's, and my daughter goes to an elementary school, and the daggone bathrooms look like jail cells, or they never right. had yeah. no money to get these kids the proper books they need for the school year, or they never have anything like a proper playground for them to play. It's so much hand mm-hmm. in hand. But now my that's thing a with all of that, I'm about to say that's another situation. Because my thing with that is, I had an issue with. When it comes to that piece of education, that also comes with like parent involvement. Oh yes. And, oh, and as a teacher, I'd be like, you know, parents have parents. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many things that could happen, and parents have all these ideas, but then they don't want to participate. And I'd be yep. like, well, what's up? Exactly. Yep. 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 People don't know that the PTA plays a major part in how a school. Oh plays. yes, I'm, yeah. I'm a part of mine, my children, so I definitely know what you mean by that. And it's a lot of parents, like he said. Vernon said there are parents that like to run their mouth and say oh this needs to be this this need to be done this needs to be done but they don't put anything they don't come to meetings they don't come to conferences they don't put into anything they don't donate or anything like that they don't come into their children's classroom just to do pop-ups nothing, do nothing I mean, like that but let something happen like you won't see a parent for instance for example there are parents that I hadn't seen all school year like school year started August Right. I haven't seen you, and it's now the following. It's now March. And Ray Ray out. got into a fight. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And now you didn't seen the grandmother, the mother, exactly. the aunt, the uncle, everybody that you couldn't get in contact for the whole. And I'm like, year, where's everybody? Mm-hmm. So ready, like, ready to fight the child, though. Exactly. Hello. Like fueling, Hello. we could have been fueling all this greatness in this kid. Yep. In addition, with myself from the beginning, but you guys want to come up here, and so here's what I've discovered about that, though. Even with cultural appropriation, there are people in our culture who don't even understand what that means and what it looks like. Exactly. Right? And so then we have families who don't trust the education system because yeah. they haven't had a positive experience in the education system. Or they haven't finished. So, they never exactly. finished. And so mm-hmm. then they raise their children because it is a mandate to go to school, but then it's hard to support them at the level that they might necessarily need because of their experience yep. with it. Yep. So they find themselves unintentionally, you know what I mean, not involved. Or you have those parents who might have had the bad experience or didn't who find themselves involved no matter what. But the amount of parents who aren't involved because of their experience and the sting of what's happened in education is greater than those who are involved. Yeah, because they don't know. They have no education. They don't know. They don't know. So basically, it's, it's, it, it, I'm, I'm thinking it could be three levels to this. And it could be the level of you just parents just lazy and don't give a damn about mm-hmm. their kids. Mm-hmm. Or the level of the parents don't know any better because they haven't they've had the same experience done to them, so they're repeating it. Right. Right. Or they have the or you have the parents who unfortunately <laughs> can't do the things that they choose to do because of the environment in which they're in. If you're a single a single mom or a single dad and you have multiple kids or a child, mm-hmm. and you have, and you're out here working one, two, maybe three jobs to take care of this said child or children. Right. It's very difficult to get to certain places. Not that you don't want to; mm-hmm. it's just difficult to participate. So you can have multiple levels of people in uh, the things that they that they're doing as far as their children and their education. But we're going to get back to the African American situation with. Because the educational system is a whole broad, yeah, that's a whole other situation. Subject. And and Vernon, you and I, 
uh, can do that podcast once because you are a teacher and you and I can really do that podcast at some other time because I think it is a podcast that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Um, But getting back to us, us people, (laughs) um, I was also thinking about some things and this this comes along with the funny aspect sometimes of the African American culture or the or the African culture, or the black culture, <laughs> or the colored culture, whatever they want to give us right now, because I don't know what we are. Um, here's the thing. Why is it in, in our culture, we have generations of the same thing that, does, that never changes, i.e., for example, the way we discipline our children. Now, we're saying that I don't know too many black people giving time out. Right. Oh hell uh, no. To, you know, to the to us other ones. I don't I don't I don't know too many black people giving time What is a timeout? I'm sorry. I thought that was a part of the game. Like you get a timeout <laughs> right. in the game. Not a child. The hell? I'm sorry. Or and along with that, I don't know too many of us who do and 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 this is a, a um how you wanna say a, a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. I really don't know too many of us who do have the time to sit down with our children and go through the day-to-day, today-to-day, because we're doing so much. Right. Now, mm-hmm. with that being said, Keenan, how do you, how do you, because you have a nephew, you don't have your children in, in with your fine self, yes. but you don't have um, children, but you have a nephew. How is it that you can translate to your nephew and, I, and this question is going to go around the board for any and everybody but how do you translate to your nephew the difference in, in the difference in the timing of culture from his generation to yours hmm. good question mm-hmm. huh. well, it ain't my turn because <laughs> what I'm saying is basically when, when he grows up He's going to know yeah. about the uh, same things that you went through as when you were younger and his mother was younger. Right. Um, and then he's going to also know about the stories about his grandparents because we, we do that as a culture. We, we love to tell the story yep. of when, girl, when I was young, boy, when I was young, mm-hmm. we ain't do all that. <laughs> we got our own switch. You better not open your mouth and say nothing back. I'm going to bop you in right. it. Right. So, so what's going to be the translation that you decide to give to him? Um, I think Keenan is, uh, he might have connection problems. Oh, okay. Well, we can go to you, uh, Takira. What is the translation that you know? You are a mother. Yes. So what is the translation that you give to your children from the, from the generational gap that you had with you, with your mom and, and, and father and to on and on and on and well on. I only had my mother so she was only a single mom and she was very strong but as far as um with my children it's I don't want to say it's a shell shock but it's like a shock compared to the morals and values and the things that we were raised up on it, it's a difference mm-hmm. um uh, yes ma'am no ma'am thank you no thank you was what we had to always say after uh speaking to an elder or your mother it wasn't mm-hmm. no huh why or mm-hmm. it was never no disrespect or 
talking to your parent like they were your friend. It was my mother always told me, I'm not your friend, I'm your mother. Even though you mm-hmm. can come talk to me about anything, remember, I'm never going to be your friend. I'm always going to be your mother. But you can always come to me and get opinions or you need to share something, you know, stuff like that. I think mm-hmm. the difference now with my children, even though my mom was the type that was open with me and I really never had to like hide or, you know, feel like she was trying to pressure me or make decisions in my life. It was always, you come to me, I'll tell you life experience, but I'm going to tell you the right thing. And I'm going to tell you the wrong thing. And then I'm going to give you the time. You know, you're going to be able to figure out which way you want to go in life. So I kind of go like that with my children now. But at the same time, when I was growing up, my mother also still not sheltered me, but she kept things from me. Where I feel like nowadays you have to kind of sit and talk to your children a little bit more bluntly than how it was when we grew up. Just because of Mm -hmm. how the society is and just the different the time and the ages I don't know it's it's crazy I just sit and I look at the difference from when I was my children's age I have a two teenagers a 14 year old and a 13 year old compared to when I was 13 and 14 these kids is, I don't know <laughs> a lot of stuff that kids are doing now I'd be dead somewhere if it was a, if it was back then with my mother like mm-hmm. I would not do none of half of the things that my these kids would do to my mother what I was scared of my mother and I was still 21 years old with two children it wasn't a game but nowadays kids be 15 14 and they talk to their parents any kind of way so uh-huh. I don't know I, it's a whole yep. different it's, I don't know it's completely I, I mean I still try to be that parent that's open and I'm like you can talk to me about anything don't hide but at the same time I still try to keep the parent boundaries but mm-hmm. all nowadays you can just pray tell them what you can tell them this right and wrong and just pray that they do the correct thing and just be behind them 100% mm-hmm. that's it so Chris, yeah. so Chris what's your take um, with just like everyday activity like when I talk to um even my nieces, my nephews, or the kids at school, you know, that I, that, that I grow attached to or whatever. I just, you know, I just try to keep it 100 with it. I don't talk to them like um, the counselors talk to them. You know what I mean? Right. Like, the right, right. Stuff like that. That's why they come to me. I talk like I'm talking to, one of, like, like I'm talking to y'all. You know what I mean? Yeah. I try to, right. try to show, I try to tell them the difference in how it is today, but you can't tell these kids nothing. They don't, nope. you can't tell them nothing. They have to say it on their own. Like with my, um, my, um, my stepson, I tried to, we tried to keep him on the right track. You know what I mean? Telling him right from wrong, taking him to school, you know what I mean? Going up to the school, uh, making sure he study, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But trying to get him the things that he wants, you know what I mean? He's doing what he's supposed to do. None of that stuff worked. Like we really, nope. you, all, like, like Kim said, all you can do is pray and try to fill in them the best way that you can, and try to tell them, you know, give them the right avenues to take and what's right from wrong, and tell them your experiences and stuff like that, or yep. what, you know, your um, mother or father may have went through, or just someone, you know, and they could just see it on the news. But it's like yep. our kids feel like uh, they are touchable. Yep, you know yes. what I mean, and it's yes. it's really sad. And all you can do is pray and just keep talking to them. Yep, that's keep it. that communication. Yeah, keep that and communication. like with my um, with my um my godson, like you know, he'll call me and just like my stepson, they will talk to me as if like they talk to one of their um homeboys or something like that. And I like that communication that we have too because 
they can tell me anything and I can still keep it 100 with them without them shutting down on me or not wanting right. to hear what it is that I have to say. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, yep. and grown yeah. and stuff like that, I can only just try to guide them in the right um, direction. But it's up yep. to them to take that. And I've always yep. felt like life is what you make it. Like when mm-hmm. I was about this one, like when I was the job Corps, that was the best time of my life. You know, I got into the field that I am, that I'm in. You know, I met some of my best friends and all that stuff. And I would tell my um, stepson, I, I don't want to go to job court because they ain't going to let me do what I want to do. This I'm like, job court is what you make it. You go there, get that trade, get do whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You to get out of there. You worried about yeah. how to clean your room and stuff like that. Like, that's showing you discipline. And mm-hmm. they just right. don't listen. It's sad. It's sad. Yeah. Now I'm a tad bit older than everybody <laughs> on this podcast. So, so what I will say to that is me growing up in, in, in the household I grew up in, my siblings, my brothers and my sisters, they they had a different experience than I had. Their experience was much harder than mine. I was the last of the Mohegans. I'm you know, I'm I'm it, believe it or not. But <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, Roberta and James didn't understand what stop freaking is at 40-something years old, you nasty ass. But anyway, um, they, they, I was the last one. So everything that my parents had experienced with them was completely the experience they experienced with me. I didn't do the things that they did. I wasn't one of those when I got into my teenage years. I wasn't hanging all out. I wasn't doing all that kind of stuff because for me, my parents, especially my father, because he was a man who grew up in a time where you worked on farms and you worked in fields, you didn't go to school. My mom, fortunately, did get an education. She didn't get a higher education, but she got an right. education. My father didn't have that luxury of having that. So his main thing with all of his children is, I need you to know how to read right. and write. You have to. So me being the last one and them all going, you know, growing and going and moving on into their own lives. And by the time they got to me, it was like, look, girl, I'm not sitting here pretending I can read this letter no more. You <laughs> gonna read it to me and it better be looking like <laughs> to look. So and with my mother, because she was the homemaker at some particular point in time and my father went out every day and he worked construction. And he can count his money. He can count some numbers. However, she had to take care, take upon all of that. So it was like, I need you to go to school. I need you to do what you're supposed to do in school because I don't have time to be running to nobody's school and taking care of all that stupid stuff on the back end. I need you to do what you need Absolutely. to do. So, Absolutely. So with me, it was a situation where education was important. And for me to pass on to my children how important education was. Um, and all that other stuff will fall in line. All the, to me, after the point of edu- after the point of getting education, there's no there's no rhyme or reason or right and wrong when it comes to children. They're gonna have to learn some lessons that you had to learn and that your sisters had to learn and your brothers had to learn and your mother and father had to learn. You there are certain things in life that you just can't yes. tell a child. It's certain things in life that they have to learn all on their own. And especially in our culture, in our community, it's these, these kids don't have those luxuries. It's like they don't have two-parent homes, mm-hmm. a lot of them. Mm-hmm. A lot of them don't have 
the, the, the person who's there on a daily basis to say, is the homework done? Clean your room, do this, that. No, a lot of these kids are just home. You know, or they, with their grandparents, and their grandparents can't barely take care of themselves. Exactly. So in our culture, there's a lot of that. Yeah. So when I when I when I say this next thing, Vernon, I need you to speak to this because, in an educational standpoint, and I know you have worked in different varieties of schools. So from an educational standpoint, from an African American standpoint cultural standpoint what is the big difference that you see when you see a child that comes into your classroom and and they're coming in with um this attitude of mr you know mr Weathers, i can't do this Mm -hmm. i don't know how to do this Mm -hmm. i'm not motivated to do this because they don't have anybody to motivate them to that how do you work that especially with children of your culture uh for me for one, I recognize that there is an um, there's an opportunity gap and there's an achievement gap. Mm-hmm. And essentially, what really holds, um, in my opinion, one of the major things that holds our children of color back is the access to opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. And when I say access to opportunities, mm-hmm. I mean, like, think about inner city schools or schools um, impoverished neighborhoods mm-hmm. that are just like they don't have access to like extracurricular activities so that means maybe you may not be exposed to things further things in your community related to music because your school may not have access to it right yeah yep. so you think about mm-hmm. the you think about the schooling piece or then you also think about the church piece in our culture if you want to reach black people you're either going to go through schools or like church. universities or you're going to go through the church yep. right yep so um you think about the achievement and opportunity gap in both of those spectrums. And so I just kind of um, feel like that's what we lack. And I think that's what happens. That's why so many people in our culture, like move their kids from inner city schools to rich white schools. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. not to necessarily say that, Oh, I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. It's really to say that like, I want my children to have the access. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. I have taught in private school for years and I have seen the struggle and I have been involved in that. Um, unfortunately in private school, when Larry Hogan definitely shifted the budget, we were laid off. And Mm -hmm. so now I'm in the private sector and me as the educator, I have greater access. When I go back to the private school, that is the, that's the, that's the gap there. It's the access um, that we as a culture that we lack. And it's not that we aren't capable or we aren't worthy of it, or we don't have the skill set or that we can't perform. It's just who we are. Like when you think about standardized testing, right? For instance, they may have thing they may have questions on standardized testing about acres of land and horses on farms, right? Mm-hmm. Most children in the inner city may not be exposed to what that lifestyle is about. Although they may be learning basic computation or basic things at mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So then you build this grand test to test this, you know what I mean, that all kids should be here, forgetting that mm-hmm. children are individuals and that each child learns at that individual pace. And that's what made me invest so much in Montessori school and that I get a chance to build the whole child physically, spiritually, emotionally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like kids are coming to school struggling um, because kids are struggling in school 
because not only do they have to get to school with their siblings, they have to get the siblings up. They have to feed mm, yes. the siblings in the morning. Oh, yes. They have to make sure the siblings have all of their things. Then they have to get to school and have all the things that they need for yep. themselves. Participate, hmm. be active, pass tests. You understand what I'm saying? Not be nourished. And so mm-hmm. then we don't have access to the proper food. Then the foods that we have have all types of chemicals in it. A parent, a, um, a single mother that is working two or three jobs doesn't have time to cook three meals a day and send kids off to school and be home to receive the children. But what she does have time for is to keep a roof over their head and supply maybe access to go to the corner store and get a sub. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Get some ramen noodles Mm -hmm. or get some chips and get things together. Or so we may have some steakums in the freezer or we may have some hot dogs or we may have some chicken. Exactly. Exactly. And so, and what we do is we come together and that's, and, and that makes our story and that makes us greater. But that's the struggle in education where the expectation for children in these specific neighborhoods is the same as children who has greater access. And I feel that if we get rid of the opportunity gap and the achievement gap, then all children, hmm. no matter black, white, whatever, yeah. are going to achieve at the same level. But it's not happening because we all aren't doing the same thing. Nope. Nope. All right. <clears throat> but here's the next one. We're going to try to lighten <laughs> this up a little bit. And because mm-hmm. this can go on for hours because we, we, we as a society have so many things that go on in, in our society. But we have a, we as a culture have much more things that go on in our culture right. that people don't even recognize. Or they don't take the time to recognize or want to recognize. But to make this a little bit lighter, I need y'all to think about this just for a quick second. What is the, what is the pet peeve for you personally of the African American culture? Oh, God. Or black culture? <laughs> What is the what is one of the pet peeves personally that happened that you can say if you heard it on the news and it doesn't necessarily have to be on the news but if you heard it on the news and you say that wasn't Ooh, nobody but a black person lack of education oh <laughs> what is the one thing that bothers you the most and Chris we gonna start with you um something okay something funny. Come on, um, I, Chris. Come on, Chris. I be sick of the fact when I see women come outside to go to the store with that bonnet on. Girl, yeah. For real. Or, or don't have a bra on. Or don't yeah. have a bra on. Let them know. <laughs> I, I hate it. I hate it. Mm-hmm. But that's how, that's how we roll. That's how we roll. Uh-uh. Don't say yes. me, Chris. No. It's true. But I'm saying that's mm-hmm. how black people get down. Some of us. Yes. Some of us. Yes. But that's something that's in our culture that's funny you know what i mean that's funny to me i mean i look at it and be, i shake my head like really yeah but it's, it's something that we we do i hate to see pants all the way down on somebody's ass i can't stand mm. so gay i hate it I, I can't it's not cute at all yeah, how you gonna run they got, they got to walk yeah. and they, they got their legs gapped open to keep their pants up like yeah you can't even walk like, right. that's the dumbest thing the dumbest mm. All right, kids. My biggest pet peeve is hearing people talk. They, yo, black people on TV, they can't, especially here on the news, Uh, it burns me up. They get the most illiterate, ebonic, non educated (laughs) shit. 
person on there. And they she was right there. And then it, uh, 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 uh. I hate it. I hate it. It burns me up. I, it burns. And it's always somebody in the project that be standing on the corner or got there one day. And they just be talking. They just be like, "So, sir, yes, what happened?" And what did it? And that person just come on in, and they just say every unsyllable. Uh, it, that's just one of my biggest pet peeves. It just it seems to me like if they just stand like the the the, the, the news uh, reporters stand around when they yeah scan yeah for the for the one person they like the junkie oh, that's yeah. no and he can't that's barely him. standing up but they want to hold a whole interview with him <laughs> he don't even know what's going on mm-hmm. how you gonna interview him but yeah it's always it all right Keenan you up what's up with Keenan what's up with you <laughs> I think Keenan has some technical difficulties so I'm gonna go in place of him. That um, work, Mr. I'm going to go with Takira on this. I definitely despise when we as a people get on national television and really just embarrass ourselves yes. with our our language, our diction, and because it, it goes back to like comprehension and yes. like prosody and just so many different things. And then you know what I also hate, and this is my good people, but I can't stand the word Doug. And oh my good, my, God. my good, good Baltimore people. <laughs> no. yes. That is zinc. It's sick people with a S. It's sick. It's not. It's not the periodic table. It's not zinc. Hold up, I got one. Y'all. I got it's one. What about what about when we say instead of saying refrigerator, we just say refrigerator. Refrigerator. Please, ew. Refrigerator. <laughs> Well, I told y'all my let my ones is oh and strawberry. God, I my. cannot. Yeah. Well, we don't say remember, and we say remember. But it's funny. It's funny because go oh, ahead, my bad. No, I was saying tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Not not tomorrow. Tomorrow. Nope. When I text you, when I text you, I don't feel like putting tomorrow in there. I just put a two and M A R. Tomorrow. You know, you got me. You feel me? I can agree with you on that one, though. But I but I know how to turn mine right, on yeah. and off though. Like I mean, right. not not necessarily like on and off. But I when I'm around my people and around people that I can just be comfortable with, my my verbiage just flow. And when I gotta you know talk like you know I know what I'm talking about, my shit mm-hmm. just automatically. So I don't even really have to think about it. it just automatically. Yeah, but see, you're not illiterate, so right, that's right. that's that's the thing. You ain't illiterate. Keenan Beck. Yeah, all right. Well, yeah, I think Keenan has come back. Uh, from his technical difficulties. Can y'all hear me? Yes. I'm back. Oh, we can hear you now, lovey. So, the question was about uh, the pet peeve of the African-American community. So, basically, we were saying, like, uh, Chris was saying uh, uh, people with bonnets, and Takira was saying people, you know, in their grammar. What is the uh, pet peeve thing for you for the African <laughs> You just cannot say. I hate when niggas replace <laughs> letters with words. Who will put S on every fucking thing? Why do you have to put an S on every fucking thing? First of all, it's Walmart. You're not going to Walmart. You're going to Walmart. You're not going to Giant. You're going to Giant. <laughs> it's the, the word that is pronounced so street, not street. <laughs> yes, Anessa has green. Yes. The, the word is shrimp, not shrimp. That's great. The word is strawberry, not <laughs> strawberry. Nah. 
I'm so mad you just said the three words that I just said a few minutes ago before you got on here. Oh, I can't. I can't. I, I hate that. And having a conversation with somebody and they say it that, I, it off. immediately just takes me out of, it takes me out completely out of the zone of the conversation we're having. It's like, come on. It's, it's not even that hard. It's I also. Great. And you know, you see a K. I don't no, hate when somebody it. looks so good so and then it? they open up their mouth and they just sound so hood. Oh, yes. Yeah. But oh. you know, dialect, you know, dialect is different depending on where you are. That is you know true. what I mean? So, like, the dialect can be like wrong grammatically, but it can also be kind of like cool. It can be high. Because I, I enjoy a good Baltimore accent. Let oh, me no. Tell you something. But wait a minute. There's a there's a different accent in Baltimore, though. There's a different East Side accent than it is. West it, side it definitely is. Yeah. Yeah. Us East yeah. Siders, we're a little class. Yeah. We say Avenue. <laughs> West Side. Yeah, we do. <laughs> We fucking is dummy. That's what we say. We is. Fuck it is dummy. Yes. We. Yes. Bitch, fuck that yeah. curse. Yes. We from Baltimore. <laughs> bitch, we from Baltimore. Fuck that. We out here. So, <laughs> what is. Okay. All right. So, since we switched this to East Side, West Side accent, um, accent what, is, what is one of your ooh, favorite ooh, Baltimore sayings? Ooh. Thank you. Thank you. You said Baltimore sayings? Yeah. Yeah, what is your what what is one of your favorite? Ooh, my favorite Baltimore saying. You know, if you hear it, mine is fuck out of here. Yeah, fuck out of here, dummy. Fuck out of here, dummy. That's my favorite one. Hold up, dog. What about? We know where you from? They be like, Amen. Like what? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> you say Amen? Like what? Amen. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. It's, we, it's, it's bad enough that black people make up their own. But it's even worse when you come from Baltimore. Baltimore. There we go. Baltimore. 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 It's, like, it's like you don't have that. It's, it's like you hear it from somewhere else. Like you hear somebody from some other state or city or whatever yep. say something. You be like, yeah. what? Oh, an- another thing I hate, <laughs> that stupid like that. lore and shit. It- what the fuck is lore? Oh, lore. Lore. Oh, L-I-L. 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 Oh, no, no, no. No, L-O-L-R. L-O-R. Lore. That's lore. What is that? Yeah, yeah. lore. It's that's real new, Baltimore. It's new term that's little. real Baltimore. Oh, Lord. You yeah, that's little. What up, Lord Shorty? I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> no, not that's Lord. That's Lord. Oh, right, right, right there. Oh, Lord, right, right. My, my issue is with all of these things is like I need to know the parts of speech. Like, is it a noun? Is it a verb? Like, how the fuck do I use it in a sentence? <laughs> a lot of our words. A lot of our words can be used as verbs, adjectives, nouns. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Predicate all. It, it all depends on what. It all depends on what. Because a noodle can yeah. mean a good thing or a bad thing. Right. I and I'd yeah. be like, noodle, like, what do you want? Like, wheat noodles or whole noodles? Nah, what do you she want? A noodle. <laughs> she a noodle. She loose. She loose. Like a goose. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What is, what, it, what do you think? Since we won this Baltimore thing, and we gonna keep with this a little bit because this is funny. What y'all? Who do you think is the most ratchet now? 
side. East side. West side. East side. South side. East side is not raging. Cut it out. South side. Cut it out. Yes. Hold up. Wait a minute. We have to give. We have to give. We have to give. South side. First of all, the only thing people associate with South side is Cherry Hill, and that's ignorant. That's offensive. I'm dead about it. No, like, all, oh all down, all down South Baltimore. Pig Town. And what exactly that is down the, the down the hill? I was talking about down the hill. You know, I'm from Wellinet, down the hill. Down the hill. Wellinet, DDH, is actually an area in Baltimore <laughs> that is close to Johns Hopkins. It's like when you cross, when you cross like the, um, the school of nursing and you go down a little further and you get to like the right down Valley Street, down Valley Street, all the way from the top of Monument Street, all the way down into Pulaski Highway, and that turns in. Okay, I wouldn't know anything about those particular. Definitely would. You definitely would. So that's like Holland Town. Yeah, that's at the bottom. Yeah, like that's down the street from where. Yeah, I live down the hill. Fuck out of here. But Holland Town, people don't even consider Holland Town DDH though. DDH. No, yeah, right. Holland Town is like it's kind of the Hispanic side. Yeah, because Holland Town is Holland Town. Yeah, it's just Holland Town. But yeah, down the hill. Yeah, that's definitely like once you get to Fayette, that's DDH. That's me, right? We'll, we'll thank you for the. You are. You are. You are. It's cool, dummy. It's cool. It's cool, dummy. It's cool, dummy. It's cool, dummy. I said that to one of my friends outside of Baltimore, and they're like, "Why you call him a dummy?" I was like, "It's a joke. Like that's what we say in Baltimore. They're like, you call each other's dummies." <laughs> I was like, yeah, what up, dummy? Fuck it, fuck it, no it is, dummy. Hey, yo, hit my phone when you get off, dummy. Fuck it is, dummy. You can be a dummy, but don't be no motherfucking right. fluke. I'll tell you that. You's a fluke-ass bitch, right. and I beat you the fuck up, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's the next one. What's your what's the fake what's the best ball to be? <gasps> Sonny's. Nope. No, no, Sunnyside. no, 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 Mama Mia's nope. good. Mama Mia's. Nope. Ew, no. No. no, that was that was like no, seven years ago. Oh, my God, I got My favorite sub, my favorite sub is from my darling, Mama Lucia. Oh. That's my favorite. No. No. We're going with Sonny's or Church Square. Thank you. Mike's in Church Square has the oh, best. Mike's, Mike's on Mike's North Avenue. Mike's, Mike's, on, Mike's North on North Avenue. Avenue. Yeah, fish special. Like Get that fish special. Yeah, I don't know. Their bacon, their no. uh, double cheeseburger is definitely good. Church that sounds Square. disgusting. It definitely isn't. I hate <laughs> it. <laughs> but yeah, Church Square does have the best Church chicken box. Church Square chicken box. Yeah, they definitely is lit. I'm sorry. So I'm guessing and I, Northeast Market and Sunny Sides is definitely good. So Northeast Market, you, you definitely gotta hold your chicken box close to you because I might definitely might snatch it. You can, I wish I a can nigga would. Um, like to market too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got um, yeah. But then, look, I want to say this though about Lexington Market. I, I'm gonna say this. You know, a lot of people, and we, I think we were talking about this in the last podcast that we had. Uh, but a lot of people stop, you know, traveling to the market <laughs> because, you know, of the situation, you know? So the other day, well, it, was the other day it was a few weeks ago, um, you know, like I said, my daughter had went to uh, Park 
Now I'm gonna tell you, after, Park's not on keto, but them two. However, there was a part mm. in my brain that was like, um, man, this came from less than market though. But then the other part of my brain was like, bitch, you, <laughs> you know, you know the things been dirty. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that's just, that's just it. Everybody's so scared of Lexi and Mark now because, okay, like Chris said the last time that you actually saw That's the it, only reason you know, people stop eating it because they've seen it. It's been like that. Yeah. You just ain't never seen yeah. it. Exactly. You can it's been them same Mickey's and Minnie's and Ben's <laughs> running around in that market. And you know the whole. And I'm, all of a sudden now, everybody. Oh, I hate yeah, like you seen really, them running on the floor. You didn't think they've been in that food? Cut it out, okay, man. Okay, let me triple. You know, as soon as you like, walk into that that like the market, that you knew there's gonna be rats, roaches, everything running around. Yeah. The floor is a was a dirty brown color that's been the same yep. color for Since it 15 opened. years. Yeah. <laughs> Since the slave trade, you can smell the rat when walking into the door. <laughs> That's not dirty. That's not dirty mop water. That is rat. <laughs> Especially in the elevator and upstairs. Cut the shit. Oh, first of all, the elevator smells like piss. So that's- <laughs> oh, wait. They have an elevator? I didn't there's even know elevator. Elevator. Yes, there's like an piss. elevator. So I didn't even know they had in- I didn't know they had infrastructure. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I knew they had infrastructure. I've been on the infrastructure. You're you're guaranteed amazing food, so you can't be upset. You know it's going to be hood food that's going to be good as shit, and you're not going to not leave unhappy. The whole time, we should take the subway down there. We should take the subway down there and get the chicken box. Come on now. But But see, that's another Baltimore trait. If the if the place looked too clean, you can't trust it. Right, you, trust you need it. some dirt. If that Korean lady don't got some dirty grease, I'm not eating her food. Fuck it, I'm just not. The wall better, better be greasy. Grease. That grease better be dirty. There needs to be a grease built up on the actual yeah. grease crack. Hello, hello. I need to see that brown ass grease. Yeah. You need to go in there and see. If it don't smell burnt when you walk in, walk back out. <laughs> if that Korean woman don't know how to make macaroni and cheese, don't eat the shit. Mm-hmm. First of all, if they don't call her mama, they yes, call her. There you go. yes. Oh my god, <laughs> that is so. Honestly, if they say Chinese lady, walk back out. Yeah. You're a mean, evil bitch. But if they say mama, you can trust the food. Yeah, she the mama. She's take care of you. She gonna fuck it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's the ne- here's the next one. What is your favorite mall to shop in? In first of all, or let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. Well, let's put it this way. Who used to have the most bang in this mall in mm. Baltimore City? At what particular? Oh time? wow! I'm going with Towson. Well, um... Townsend now. Yeah, yeah. Townsend is a beautiful place. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Townsend? You gotta say, yeah, Townsend. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. That's Baltimore. <laughs> that's Baltimore. <laughs> that's a different. That's a different Baltimore. They always want to make it better than what it was. Towson. That's not a black Baltimore. That's a white Baltimore. I've Townsend. been going to since I since '06. I've been going to Towson, so that's my reference. Well, it depends on. Okay, <laughs> it depends on what you're looking for. Right, that would there you the go. There you go. If you need, if you need the latest Jordans, if you need like a new jersey, 
if you need something to wear to the club, like a skimpy outfit to wear to the club, you would either go to like Mondawmin. Yeah, you definitely go to Mondawmin for Or a good East Point will give you, you know, for a good fat, you know, East Point will give you a good fat. Or for um, yeah. yeah. East Point? Yeah. yeah. With their barely, barely scored stores. Yeah. But if you're looking but to that, but what's more, the best? a little more sophisticated. Mondawmin is the best. But Mondawmin is the best for thotty and hood shit. You want, oh, yeah, if you need yeah. hood shit for a hood cookout, you're going to Mondomin. The concert, the Jeezy concert, Yo Gotti, you're going to Mondomin. If we're going to something cute, a date, we're going a little upper class, you know, trying to be cute, then we're going to Townsend I'm out never there. Going to okay? But <laughs> honestly, the best mall used to be Owens Mills. I'm never Hello. going to Mondomin. Talk about it. Talk about it because Owens Mills was the shit. Owens Mills. Owens Mills. Oh, no, because seriously. Honestly, on all that is holy, I have been to Mondawmin it's not, Mall three times. Oh, it's, wow. nothing, it's nothing to write I home about, so don't you fret. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Annette, Annette, you don't shop at these places. You don't shop at these places. You just go to these, you go to these places when you need something quick to throw yeah, in. Yeah, this is an in and out thing. Exactly. There's a reason for that. But speaking of Owens Mills, and speaking of culture, here's the thing about Owens Mills. At that Owens Mills Mall's at the Owens Mills Mall. Excuse there you me. go. There you mall, go. Mall. You had your shopping experience, but then you also had that granny's experience where you could go there, get that good soul food. And I just recently went there back in um, February and they moved from where that location was in the mall and over to a different location. But the yeah. culture is still the same. So it felt like shopping at Owens Mills, getting your things that you needed for whatever it is that you needed. And then going and having that like meal with your family, going to Granny's. Please give me the catfish. But it it, it just what? speaking of malls, I just so that was my experience with that Owens Mills Mall. So that's why that kind of all went together. But I said all that to say, <clears throat> Annette, don't you fret about um, Mondom because you don't even got to run in and out. You can <laughs> order online. You can you know access <laughs> other places. Don't you even fret. <laughs> Where is Chris? <laughs> Probably having a little, having a tactical. Catrice says, "Oh, we almost over you guys." That's so. Well, listen, this was so much, so much, so much fun. Uh, We have to make it part two. Um, I think we can. I'll I'll probably what I'll do is probably let this go on for another ten minutes. This was really, really interesting because we Uh went from uh a uh serious. There we can. Okay. Can y'all hear me? Hey, Professor Ogilvy. <laughs> All right. So we go. Okay. We go. We gonna take this for another ten. So what is we gonna pick out of all the things that happened in Baltimore? What do you think? Is the one thing that we now besides crime, besides murder, <laughs> that's not an option. <laughs> besides, besides the wire, yes, please. Besides the, and I was, and, and that was going to be part of it, Keenan. I'm glad you brought it up because besides the, the you know, the cr- crime rate, uh, what do you think Baltimore is really known for? Besides, well, some of the things that we're known for, besides. Um, the murder rate and the wire. She's so Baltimore. 
That's something that we know. For. We're known for crabs. I know. Yeah, yep. we're also so known please. for like slaves and we're, like down in Patterson Park. Yep. You can dig. No, seriously. seriously. <laughs> Lexington Market was there's, a slave trade. There it, it's, it's, there's, there's a lot of historical um, meaning to Baltimore. And um, I mean, like, look at movies like, I mean, let's just go as far as back. Like, look at movies like Hairspray, mm-hmm. taped actually in here, taped, d- mm-hmm. taped in DDH. Mm-hmm. Yes, it you is. You know what I mean? So it's just like when you look at those transformations, there's so much history it here. It definitely and is. There's, yeah, there, there's, there's a lot here. So we as Baltimoreans can go in the world and definitely feel like we have something to be like. <sighs> about you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and um but i I, one of the things i also think we're known for you know in crabs and everything is i think the harbor Mm -hmm. and what the baltimore harbor does is it brings baltimoreans and tours together to just have a good time you have your incidents where knuckleheads get down there and they're doing something stupid but overall it's really a great time like you we can go down in the harbor and go to a restaurant let's say we go down and we go to hooters Mm -hmm. right and we have a good time. We may be sitting next to people that are from Germany. They may ask us, oh, what's fun to do on the harbor? We get to tell them different things. And now we're having conversation about what the harbor is like and as it relates to a harbor in Germany. So there is so much experience in Baltimore. That's like culture. There's great food in Baltimore. There's great wine in Baltimore. There's great happy hours in Baltimore. Yeah, definitely. And if you feel a little frisky, there's great sex time, <laughs> great adult time after midnight down on the block. I have a question. <laughs> okay. I have a question. What is that doing in the harbor? <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead what is that doing in the harbor? Keenan, I think you have to think about it from a perspective of like think about it from a tourist. There's 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 the boat ride, there's shopping, there's dining, um, there's water activities, there are different tours you can do. I used to come to Baltimore all the time to the harbor in high school. All the time. As a tourist, exactly. But I need to cut you off for one quick second, honey. Only because you need to hear what original question. That was the original question. But but I do want to go. I think Baltimore is known for the Freddie Ray situation as well. And the reason Freddie Ray was was a good thing and a bad thing for Baltimore. The reason it was a good thing for Baltimore is because it shed light on it really shed light on police yeah. brutality. And it because it was it was actually videotaped at that moment about what you know what the situation that actually happened that's pretty much and i feel that that is when videotaping police officers mm-hmm. actually yeah took yeah. off um it also was the, the jump start to the black lives campaign um it, it i'm not going to say the, the kickoff it was more of a, a jump starter in the actual yeah the, the actual uh, movement itself as mm-hmm. well. um it was a bad thing because unfortunately as we know we're going we're going to lighten this up a little bit niggas don't know how to act <laughs> so they burned down a whole avenue, <laughs> the avenue. <laughs> and took out a resource that was by like the hair store like oh I mean, my god and, but yeah but I, I feel that that was actually it, it was a point in Baltimore where Baltimore yeah, was sick was and tired of what was going on 
we we had a mayor that didn't give a fuck about the city. We had we still got one. We just had, I mean, yeah, but it's it, it was a difference. She was only worried about the revenue of Baltimore City and not worried. Wait a minute, about was that Sheila Dixon or that was Piff? Mm-hmm. No, no, that was oh that yeah, was a whole mess. I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah. I do apologize. Um, but I feel and and I, I feel it, it it also was a bad thing. Um, because it shed, it, it also put Baltimore in that in that same light that Baltimore has, you know, mm-hmm. been been always always exactly. been in. Oh, look look how look how you niggas just you know took down a whole block in your city for no reason mm-hmm. and shit like that. But it's the same. But the, the and, thing and that, that irritates me is that it's the same situation. Unfortunately, we were doing it because we were sick and tired of yeah. what's happening. You you caucus you you caucus hmm. motherfuckers. What y'all do, y'all do it when you are celebrating right. and you burn down you burn down blocks because oh a hockey team won. What the fuck? Who gives the fuck yeah. a hockey team won that much that you want to burn down your fucking city? We as black people do it when black people uprise and black people riot on black people do shit like this, we yeah. are sick and tired of situations. And it's like and it's like we don't know what to do. So that we don't know what to do. It's a problem. And then, and then it was it was geared towards the police, not even back. really towards the businesses. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We fucked up our own businesses and stuff like that, but it was more geared towards fuck the police. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing, I'm sorry. I'm and sorry, that another goes. Thing, another thing. That, and that um, goes. That, back I'm sorry. Let me just finish. Let me finish that real quick. Go ahead. Um, another thing that actually said that that actually was a good thing in Baltimore City is that it actually helped the the city, the students of Baltimore City actually come together when they did those protests and walkouts that mm-hmm. they were doing at that particular time. It was an major thing for the city. It was peaceful, and it. it, it I mean, I just feel it. There, Baltimore City can be a great place at times, but of course, we always had those neg- that that negative connotation of having a yeah, the bad always the good sometimes. Yeah, it's just the yeah. bad always always the good. But Baltimore, to me, I have no problem with Baltimore. Baltimore is a great city. I love Baltimore. I yes. would I would rather be nowhere but Baltimore. And to honestly. agree with you on that, with that looting situation. I think we're also known for that mother who whooped her son's ass uh-huh. and saw her son exactly. and was like, oh, that's my child. You out here doing mm-hmm. that? Him, and that's hey. the first time I think I saw law enforcement agree with her whooping his ass. But see, that goes back to what we were talking about in the in the very right. beginning when it comes back to our culture. It's like when you when you when you see Baltimore or you hear Baltimore mm-hmm. or you want to hear about mm-hmm. all the negative stuff that the black mm-hmm. people do. But you but you fail to realize that there's a lot mm-hmm. of other cultures yep. that's in Baltimore City. And you just want to focus yep. on the negative yep. black community. Yep. And it's not even the positive, it's not even the positive things that go on in the black community. It's always mm-hmm. that negative thing that goes in the black community. That that and I'm glad, Vernon, that you pointed out about that, mother, because at the end of the day, that no matter what you how you agree with disciplining your children, yep. at the end yep. of the day, yep. it shows she fucking cares. So I don't care what you take away from it. If you, you know, you putting them in a the timeout, which we don't do. You put them in a the timeout, or you taking stuff away from them, or you're making them do this, making them do that. No matter how you felt in that moment about disciplining your children, what came yep. across to me is how much that mm-hmm. woman cared. Yep. Nope. She didn't care how she nope. was embarrassing her son. She didn't care how she was embarrassing herself. What she cared about is that her yep. son was not going to be another yep. yeah. out yep. there laying on the mm-hmm. ground because he done got shot by a police yep. officer for doing some. She came up with a body. Yep. That's that's how she she yeah. Fuck all that. Fuck all that. She ain't had time to do no hair. 
Yeah. What is wrong with you, boy? They will blow your ass <laughs> away right. and don't give two fucks about you. Yeah. I care about you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So no matter what people say about Baltimore and when mm. uh uh Cheeto Head went on this whole rant against Elijah Cummins and talking about Baltimore, one thing I can say about Baltimore City, they are consistent in their city. It doesn't mm. matter if they're good, bad, or indifferent, they consistent <clears throat> in their city. And you can't you can't take that away from a city who has been through so so much. You don't ever want to show the, yep. the positive. You always want to show the negative. So unfortunately, unfortunately <laughs> for us, that's what they will continue to show. We need the more positive out there than the negative. And Keenan said it perfectly when he was saying about, you know, people seeing Baltimore in a different light when it came to the great Freddie Gray situation. But the but the but the sadness that I feel with that is that it it took it takes celebrity. You know what I'm saying? It takes celebrity to shine on situations mm-hmm. for us that right. we've been going through for mm-hmm. a long period of time. Now, I've, I've, I've grown up in Baltimore. I ain't never lived my whole childhood. Well, I lived my adolescent life and, and you know, teenage life. But right. I, my adult life, I haven't lived in the city. Uh, don't you say a damn thing, Keenan. Pretty people don't live in the city. <laughs> But with what we said, and, and, and here's another generational gap. We didn't have all that stuff when we was growing no. up. You know? I did not have a peer in my backyard when I was a girl. <laughs> you know, all right, kids. Look, we will protect the rest of one. Yeah, yeah. That's not now. what a struggle that, people know about. I didn't have a. Oh, no, I don't know about that. I, I didn't have a. I didn't have Tiffany house. diamonds on my neck. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't walk around in the I didn't get paid for my day. I'm so sick of all of what you. my bag is Chanel. What? Little this big body Chanel. What is that? I'm I'm mad at both of y'all. So don't cut it out. Cut it out. Cut it out. But I I do I do know that because because you know at the end of the day all that didn't last and you know that's how life works. But anyway. Um, it I, I I would like more positivity shown, and I hate this is one thing that I really hate, and I'm, then I'm gonna give it back to you all. I really really hate when somebody goes on a TV show, and they mention the, the city of Baltimore, and first thing they always mm, find yes. with is the wives. Is that all you thought? That's, is that really what? Because you a lot of people don't know. A lot of people didn't know that the hashtag was made here, or that Lester Marker was a slave. A lot of people don't know mm-hmm. that stuff. We don't. They don't teach that shit at school. Yeah, they damn sure don't. No, they think it's fictional. Yeah, they man. think those things were fictional. They don't think that that's how really Baltimore was back in the. 60s, well, honestly, 70s. they think they, the black experience right. is fictional anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, well, we can't hate. But that you know what? Though I wouldn't change. I wouldn't want to be no other race in this world, but. You motherfucker but, uh, at all, and that's my word. I mean, I mean, I, I would be like Middle Good East. Night. I just want to be black. <laughs> I want to be. They be having like. I mean, they be having like wealthy money. Like everything though. Like I would. I would yeah, be like shit. Dubai, you, first and foremost, you do look like a little Dubai in Keenan. <laughs> that curly ass hair. Yeah, can you do you look Why? like you got a Oh, oh, yeah. here we go. Oh, oh here we go. go. Oh, black, here we go. We're like the same color, Keenan. 
Kenan, you brown like a penny, like me. Thank you. I appreciate that. Damn. No, Kenan got some engine. Not engine. Yeah, well, my people always think. You know, we all we all got engine in us. All of us got some engine in us. I am too. I'm Cherokee engine. <laughs> no, and and to and to take that on to another day, um, Aaliyah's grandma, my children's grandmother. Let me tell you about her one day. She keeps trying to get me, and this is so funny, but I got to tell you the story just because we brought that up. She keeps trying to get me to apply for some kind of grant <laughs> that helps Native Americans. Now, hold on. <laughs> so, oh, I love that woman. I love her. So she kept saying to me, she kept saying to me, Annette, you need to apply. You need to, I said, apply for what, Ms. Dina? What am I applying for? She was like, girl, you got some Indian in your family. I know you got Indian in your family. And I said, well, Miss Dina, how did you come across to that? Now, keep in mind, I forgot all about the fact that this lady know, knew my father. So, and my father, though we say, oh, we got Cherokee in us. No, my, my dad was actually a Cherokee Indian. Sure, no lie. Because his mom was an actual Cherokee Indian for the reservation. So she kept telling me this. And I said, Miss Dina, I just want you to look at me for one minute. <laughs> and when I say this to you, please know it's with all due respect. I may have some Indian in my family somewhere along the line. And now you have the features, though. You have the features. I do not looking at me. You can't tell it. I'm, I got more of the quarter. <laughs> no, and that you do not. Of, hush your mouth, Peter. I got more of the quarter kente brain Good over night. here. Now, now, my sisters, now, some of my sisters and brothers, they do look a little bit more Native American than I do. Howsoever, when it got to me, it just like, no, you just straight knee go. No, it doesn't. You just you wasn't even so like, pretty curly head, too. The cut it out. It's nappy. Oh, no, 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 no. The head is nappy. Let's call it. First of all, yes. you have the high cheekbone. That's number one. And that's your nose. My face exactly. Your nose. I have nothing else left to give. Okay. That's why and I think and you're like, holding it. Have you seen that in America? This, this, whole, this whole nose is Exactly. Have you that's seen what we're talking that? about. Have you seen huh? them? Yes. They are darker like than you, my. Of course they do. My father. Yes, they are. My They're dumb. darker than you. Yeah, no, seriously. <clears throat> my, well, my father's mom was not, and, and she was full blown. This is not; there was nothing mixed with her. She was just who she was, um, and her name was Liz. <laughs> okay, that takes you there. And we're looking at her and the features in which she has. She has. She has very. Her nose structure is very. It's not wide. It's very long. But at the but at the ball. You want to know why? You want to know why? You want to know why? Because well, we're not talking mm-hmm. about the blacker Native Americans that they. Oh no, no no no! Definitely not. Definitely I was gonna say not. because I have definitely a long not. pointy nose. And my father. Because it's all about exactly about an image with, with exactly. the white people. Exactly, and that's the problem. Exactly. They have that image of even with Cleopatra or Nefertiti. If you look them up or Google them, they're mm-hmm. going to have Elizabeth Taylor. They're going to have a white woman on there as Nefertiti or something that's in a lighter skin that's closer to white. That is not how that woman looked. Sorry. Mm-mm. And, and I want to say this really, really yes. fast to Kira, to you. 
I was, and this has nothing to do with nothing, and this is why the show is called Off Topic, because this is way off the topic. I was, I was watching yeah. a TV show, and Chris, Keenan, and Vernon, please what? tell me if you agree or disagree. I was watching a TV, show, I was watching a movie the other night, and I kept saying to myself, who does this person remind me of? And, I, and I'm going to tell you. And I'm going to say, who does this person remind me of? Who does this person remind me of? And then it dawned on me. If I lightened her skin just a tad bit, just a tad bit, and if I, and if I cut Takira's hair down really short, like a little natural bush, but a little curlier, who would she remind me of? Do you think Takira reminds you of... Ew, I hate right? Lisa Ryan. I don't know. I've see never seen Takira. I can see it. I know. Maybe we've never seen each other. Oh, well, yo, yo, well, well, Vernon and Keenan have. So, do you all think that she resembles Issa Rae? Um, I can see it. So, (laughs) that's what I want. That's what I want, though, y'all. I have to see her again because I forget what I I don't, because I don't watch the show, I forget what Issa. I know who Issa Rae is, but I forget what she looks like in my head right now. Okay, y'all just made my whole scenario real stupid. But go so ahead. We don't have enough know. time. You said you can't go past an hour, and then you won't be able to put it on there. I'm trying to hear this part. Yeah. She still got it. She can still no. edit it. What she I'm can edit it. Oh, wow. Right. No. That's what we call editing here. Um, but with that being said, I want to make a part two to this. So if, if you all are not busy in the next five minutes after this one is, I would yeah, like to pick up where we left off on a part two. But on part two, what I would like to do is for you all just to throw in different topics for us to talk about so it doesn't have to be structured. But anything that's on your mind... I got a topic. topic. (laughs) That was so so, rude and unprofessional. It was, yes, very good. But I would expect anything else left. But to close out this segment, Black people, hot topic. I appreciate having the purpose. And Chris, we really need you on the second part because we need you to explain how you came up with the name, the purpose. So you hold that until the next part of this podcast. So I thank you very much. You guys are wonderful. Stay tuned for part two of the purpose. And this time, I'm just going to let them loose. Unfortunately, we still can't all talk at one time, but y'all pick the topic, say what you want to say, and the purpose will be on off topic. So thank you very much and I'm signing out for now. Peace you out. all are gonna get another invite for part. Bye. <laughs>